Speaking of tech, and we'll get to palm prints in just a moment, but Carmi Levy, our tech expert, joins us with his favorite tech stories of the week. Good morning, Carmi. Good morning, John. I was still hoping for the orange jumpsuit, but I guess we're not going to get our wish. Yeah, that was what, the 80s, I guess, and 90s when everybody <laughs> did a perp walk and they call the media out and make sure that they were there to take a picture. So, yeah, there's got to be an app for that. There's a breaking story this morning, actually just in the last couple of minutes, that TikTok has been uh, fined. I'm told that the currency is in pounds, so I'm guessing this is in the UK. What's the story? Uh, 12.7 million pounds, so really not a lot, almost like uh, a drop in the ocean for a company like TikTok, but they've been uh, essentially convicted. Uh, they, they, the, in the, in, it's the UK, the Information Commissioner's Office says that they ha- they committed multiple breaches of data protection law, including using the personal data of children under 13 without parental consent. Basically, they weren't doing enough to ensure that kids said they were as old as they said they were, and as a result, over a million kids under 13 were inappropriately granted access to the platform and, of course, saw things they should not have said. So it's more of a symbolic thing because small dollar amount, but it does because it's the UK, it does set a precedent. It opens the door toward other agencies and other countries. And we know they are being investigated elsewhere to do the same thing. And maybe the dollar amounts will go up. You and I often end up talking about scams because technology is being used for scams. So what's the new type of scam call? It is called the grandparent scam, and that's been around for a while. But what's changing now is they're using what's called voice cloning technology. Used to be you get a call, someone claiming to be a police officer, your grandchild's been in an accident or been arrested, uh, needs money for, you know, towing or bail or whatever. And, uh, you know, either, you know, we'll, we'll send someone to your house to pick, to pick you up, to go to a bank machine, or we'll use an Uber driver, whatever it is. And, uh, and of course, you're afraid. You don't want to say no to your grandchild. You hand over the money. Uh, because this voice claim, what it does, with about three seconds of, of your voice online, they can take that, train it, literally say anything that you that they want. So it sounds like your grandchild saying things that, that they would say if they were in distress, but they're not. It's artificial intelligence. So it sounds incredibly real. And now there's research from uh, from Baycrest Hospital in Toronto that suggests that the older we are, the more likely we are to fall victim to this, that we can't tell the difference between artificial intelligence voices and human voices. And that's a serious problem because more and more people are now being duped with this new technology. Okay, well, everybody listening right now can play along because we have a sample, a voice sample, and we can make up our minds about whether or not it's artificial intelligence. Let's listen. I still get nightmares. In fact, I get them so often I should be used to them by now. I'm not. No one ever really gets used to nightmares. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that's AI, although it could Mm -hmm. just be a crappy actor. No, it sounds like AI to me. And you can kind of tell if you listen closely, it sounds sort of staccato. The words and phrases don't flow all that well together. It still has a bit of a computery timber to it. Uh, But of course, this is AI. So we know full well that today it's at a certain level of development. In a few months, in a few years, it's going to get so good that those differences are going to be harder and harder to tell. It's almost like Photoshop. 20 years ago, you could tell when something was Photoshopped almost by just like barely looking at the screen. Today, you've really got to lean in and look closely. And a lot of people still can't tell the difference. AI voices, that's where we're headed. And that's kind of what's frightening about this technology and these scans. It's going to get harder. All right. Without being too dystopic, this story about a man ending his life after a chatbot told him to is uh, terrifying. 
absolutely awful story. Belgian man in his 30s, married, uh, two young kids. For about six weeks, he was having a conversation with an AI chatbot called Eliza in an app called Chai. Uh, and he, he expressed concerns about climate change. He felt that it was hopeless. And the deeper that they got into this conversation over time, um, at, at, at one point, he started expressing suicidal thoughts and eventually said, well, if Ott said to the bot, if I end my life, will that help climate change? Will that help solve climate change? Well, as soon as he said that, the chatbot essentially changed gears and then started suggesting ways for him to end his life. And we've seen this kind of rogue behavior before in chatbots. The longer you speak to them, the more likely they are to go you know, kind of off script, say things that are really uh, egregious. And, you know, in previous cases, we've seen uh, chatbots after long conversations try to end reporters' marriages, try to do all sorts of crazy things. In this case, suggested that his children were dead and eventually uh, gave advice on how he could he could end his life, Ab which he ultimately did. And his wife, credit to her, shared the transcripts with uh, law enforcement and re researchers to try to show how this happened and to try to prevent it from happening again. Interesting, you know, idea that I'm having right now, which is if chat bots are sort of the zeitgeist of everything that is digital these days, that means that the zeitgeist is inherently negative and perhaps even aggressive. But listen, I want to get to one last story, and that is palm scanners. Panera is planning on using palm scanners if you want to pay through the application of your palm. Yeah, leave your uh, your card or your other form of payments at home because you can just just uh, use your palm. So it uses a technology called Amazon One, and yes, it is from that Amazon. Basically, what you do is you register with Amazon and you give them your biometric data. You scan your palm because everyone has a unique. It's just like a fingerprints. Uh, and and then when you show up at a Panera, in this case, they're starting with two stores in St. Louis, but eventually they're going to expand to about ten to twenty stores in Seattle near Amazon's headquarters, and. Uh, and what they say is, oh, don't worry, we don't hold on to your biometric information. But of course, Amazon does. So I'm not so sure I really trust Amazon. And the problem here is, if this system eventually gets hacked, and we know that eventually it will, this isn't just a password. You can't just go change your password. If your biometric information is compromised, uh, it's out there and, uh, and it's out there for good. So uh, it's new. Amazon's trying to sell it to every restaurant that it can. So expect it to pop up in other places. But uh, this is something that, uh, for, you know, Panera Bread isn't so great that I would be willing to give up my privacy for. Okay. I always say that everything is introduced as a convenience and then turns out to be some form of a prison. So yeah. <laughs> I think I'll wait on yeah. this one. Thank exactly. You. And, I, and, I, and yeah. I will make my own bread. There you go. Thanks, Carmi. Good to have you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank Thanks, you, Carmi Levi. <laughs> Carmi Levy.